Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is, depending on whether you're listening on audio version or watching on YouTube, it is either Friday, November 12th, or Thursday, November 11th. Um, Pete Pete Prisco joining me, RJ White as well. What's up, fellas? What's How up? you doing? I'm doing great. Um, so we have live, we do this pick show every week, live on YouTube, usually at one o'clock. Pete had some uh, personal matters that pushed it back to 5 p.m. Yeah, I had and- alarms going off in my building all day. That's what the personal matters were. Believe me, I can't hear. That's probably I got alarms going off all the time. Believe me. Look who's behind me. I got to check. <laughs> um you can uh by the way you can wow. subscribe on youtube hit the subscribe button hit the like button if you're watching the video we also give away brinson sucks hats brinson did you hear about these pete i've seen them you've showed them to me before yeah you know we got a whole new batch in our, our buddy lewis doll sent uh sent ryan wilson a big box of brinson sucks toboggans you could you uh, we could get you one. You could wear one on HQ when you're freezing your ass off in Green Bay in uh, January. Yeah, or freezing my. Remember when I my face froze in Green Bay in the Kansas City <laughs> yeah. that one year? Yeah, oh. yeah. that's exactly. As I was saying, you could be wearing a Brinson sucks hat. Why Why would I have a hat with your name on it in any way? As I mean, I agree with the slogan and all, but why would I wear that? Hat? Yeah, you were asking if he's if he's seen it. I thought he made them. I thought he sent them to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? Right. I mean, no, I, that's a little too tame for what I would say on the slogan. <laughs> Brady, Brady Quinn says that he'll he's going to try to wear one to Wisconsin on the Fox uh, big pregame kickoff show or whatever they call it, uh, or he's going to get somebody in the crowd behind him to put on a Brinson sucks toboggan, which would be that would of, be great. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, anywho, this is the pick show, the best bet show. We are going to run through all the games. Pete is going to join us. Just so you know, Pete's going to join us for the first. Uh, stretch of games and then bounce out of here and we will uh continue on with the rest of the games with myself and rj in week nine pete four and two scorching ding, ding, ding. uh took did not quite take back the overall lead from rj but uh but still above 500 with the four and two week i went four and four which i'm sure pete will point out is good for me um, that's, that's good for you. You got to see, you got to see plus this week. We, <laughs> I really should have been, uh, and then RJ an unfortunate one and four on the week, uh, the parlay 49ers plus one, uh, it didn't hit. Wait, 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 we had the, did we, we had the bills over in the parlay. <laughs> they scored 15 points. What are we? And did the other one lose too? Because then it would be a clean sweep of losers. Char- no, the Chargers covered. The, I mean, the 49ers okay. got blasted. We even got oh, Kyler yeah. Murray out, Hopkins out, no Chase Evans. 49ers were the worst bet of the week. Oh. That was an expensive game. Um, RJ, still four games above 500. There was somebody in the YouTube comments at, 
politely requesting that you go on another heater. So if you could do that, I'm, maybe. I'm, yeah, I'm trying. I'm getting on the right side of these line moves. You know, you want to get closing line value. So you, if you're ahead of the line when, by the time it closes, you got to feel good about your chances long term. But the last couple of weeks, it has not mattered. It's you get ahead of the the DAC news, it didn't matter. You get ahead of the Kyler news, it didn't matter. So um, I don't know. I don't know what what else you want from me. I'm I'm getting you some good numbers, and it's just not not hitting at this point. You know, the the odd thing about last week and you not doing well, RJ, is that. It was a it was a chaos week with underdogs going crazy, and you know that's typically the week where you, like, where I would expect to see you pop up in a big way. Well, I took yeah, a lot t- of dogs. Yeah, you yeah, took a lot. Yeah, yeah. And Pete, Pete and I did the um the Freaky Friday body switch, and he he's been oh, taking the dogs, what? and I'm taking too many uh too many uh favorites here. So so great job by Pete to sniff that out last week. Uh, we actually have posted on the, if you're watching on YouTube, you can actually see a picture of Pete wearing a Brinson sucks hat. Where was that in the office? Uh, it looks like the me. office. Yeah. Pete, yeah, I had to go through my camera roll for that one, but I remembered I, I, I caught you in the wild in a Brinson sucks hat. So yeah, you've, you've rocked it before. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like the slogan, just a little tame from my liking. <laughs> uh, we have more I'd of that. Call, I'd, add a, I'd add at least one more word into there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. really right Brinson really sucks right in the middle yeah, no that wouldn't be the word <laughs> something on the back end I think no no uh, on the oh in the middle uh, oh, oh you yeah. would add an, an F in yeah. in the middle yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I thought yeah. you had I thought oh, you had no no in the middle <laughs> um so uh if you want to win one of those Brinson sucks hats or a toboggan your choice Show up when we do our live shows after the primetime games, Monday night, Thursday night. If you're, if you're after, after Thursday night football, which already took place uh, down in South Florida, we will of course uh, be recapping that. And then Sunday night show up after those primetime games and you'll be eligible to enter your name in the chat and get a Brinson sucks hat. They are high quality. Where you don't have one. You don't. I mailed mine to a podcast listener. And then we got more. Okay. Ryan Wilson has them all right now, and you can see. What is it? A hat company? No, no, it's a uh, Lewis Dawes is a podcast listener, um, who's okay. who who originally made them. Lives okay. out in Vegas. Nice, you gotta like that. Yeah, I actually got a, when when you me and Costas were out in Vegas. I actually got a beer with him uh, out there, and uh, good dude. Anywho, let's get to some of the best bets. We start with the Seahawks at the Packers. We were robbed of Aaron Rodgers versus Patrick Mahomes, but we were not robbed, surprisingly, of Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Russ slated to come back for this game. Uh, very quick return from that hand injury that he suffered, and Ro- Aaron Rodgers was able to uh, navigate the COVID waters and is believed to be uh, eligible to play. I don't think he can come off the COVID list until Saturday, but I saw Dr. Alan Sills said that he doesn't actually even have to take uh, he doesn't even have to pass a COVID test to be able to play on Sunday. He doesn't even have to. No, pass, have he won't have to take another test until the day before the Super Bowl. I believe that's correct. So uh, what do you think here, Pete? Packers minus three over under 49 and a half. It's actually creeped up to three and a half at plus 100 on uh, on Caesars. But we'll be we'll be going with three as our number for the purpose of the podcast. I, I love the Packers in this spot. I, I know Russell Wilson's coming back as well, but I, I think that Seattle defense is bad. And it's been bad all year. And I think he's going to be able to make some plays down the field. And the Green Bay defense is getting better. It's a better defense now. Young guys are growing up. 
Barnes, Gary, Lowry, those guys are getting better by the week. And so uh, Stokes. And so I think this is going to be one of those games where uh, I do think it's going to be high scoring, uh, but I think Green Bay is the pick here. And I think Rodgers is going to come out and play with a vengeance. I'll take the Packers minus the points, one of my best bets. Yeah, as long as he's healthy. I mean, he he talked. I think he he report came out or he talked about how he, he was kind of under the weather there. Um, so we'll see how healthy he feels if he's still a little bit under the weather. Um, I like Green Bay too if he's fine. Russ is back, but that offense wasn't exactly on fire before his injury. And that Green Bay defense is uh, is on a strong run despite some a few key injuries. You know, like Pete said, they're gelling. Seattle defense had been turning things around the last few weeks, but not against great competition. And the other thing is David Bakhtiari got activated off PUP list. If he plays, um, that upgrades two spots because he gets to play at tackle again and then Jenkins kicks inside. So then the offensive line looks even better. Um, but I think if Rodgers is back, Green Bay is going to score plenty at home. I'm not sure Seattle will do the same. So I would lean Green Bay minus three. I just want to see a little bit more about Rodgers before I lock that in. Yeah, I mean, fortunately for Rodgers, I believe uh, his doctor, uh, the esteemed uh, Joe Rogan, M.D., has uh, has cleared him. He said that he'll be fine. So he's he's you know anybody who's getting medical advice from Joe Rogan should be good to go. That that shouldn't be a problem. I uh, I, I actually think I have bigger concerns with Russ in in his return from a from a medical standpoint than I do Rogers. Like certainly the COVID thing could have, we've seen various athletes um, in different sports have. You know, trouble coming, you know, returning. We saw Cam Newton. Uh, I think was it Jason Tatum, or maybe there was somebody on the Celtics. It was odd. It was like everybody up in New England, for whatever reason, was having issues with it post post after they after they contracted COVID and then you know quarantined and return. Um, so th- that is a real concern with Rodgers. But like Russ just had pins taken out of his hand. I mean, like I mean, don't we have concerns about his ability to to grip and throw the ball and and to to sort of run around with it when you know after that? I think I think that's a bigger concern. I would lean towards the Packers as well. Don't have a best bet on it. Put it in the parlay. All right, Packers in the Packers minus three. The first uh, the first game in the parlay, which we haven't hit one all season. We like that's so I'm trying to mush mush Pete's picks, keep him away from my overall record. So <laughs> put it in the parlay. I think we got another game that might be in the parlay as well with the Saints at the Titans. Titans minus three, the over under 44 and a half here, Pete. I will take the Saints. And I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Um, I think the Saints are the team, when you look at it, their defense is going to respond. Look, I, I'm a big believer in team gets up, team wins big game. Following week hadn't played that well. And we've seen it play out the entire season. The Titans didn't do a lot on offense the other night. That, that was lost in the fact that the defense played well. So uh, I'm going to go with the Saints uh, in this game. But I also like the under. I think it's going to be a really low-scoring game. Uh, I think both teams, the Titans' defense is getting better. We saw that the other night. So I, I, I'll lean to the Saints and the under in this game. Uh, uh, b- b- real quick, I should note that I, I think um, uh, Nick Underhill of uh, New Orleans.Football said he believes that Alvin Kamara is quote very doubtful for this game. Does that uh, does that change your your opinion at all? No, no, not at all. I think this is going to this game is going to be won by the defense. I think this is one of those games when you look at it, they're going to be it's going to be won by their defense. So I'll take I'll take the Saints um, as part of my. I didn't pick them to win the game. I didn't pick them as outright, but I got them in the first part in the teaser. So I'll take the Saints uh, plus nine in the teaser. 
Yeah, your point about the Titans offense, they gained less than 200 yards in the win. You know, they had those two Carson Wentz level type picks that they benefited from, from uh, Stafford. And and that's not going to cut it moving forward if that's what you're doing on offense. The New Orleans defense isn't performing at a level that matches talent, I think. So maybe Tennessee can score points, but, but I, I you know, I'm a believer that the New Orleans defense will get it together um, because Tennessee offense didn't look good despite the win versus the Rams. I think we're gifted a little bit of a better line here. Tennessee just rattled off those four wins against Buffalo, Kansas City, Indy, and the Rams in a row. So you would think that even before the Kamara news came out, this would open at more than three. And because it didn't, I think the books are really begging us to take Tennessee at that point. Now, as Kamara news comes out, it hasn't moved at all yet. Um, the Tennessee defense feels like it's playing an elite level, but they're still 20th in points allowed per drive. So I don't know that they're as good as they've looked the last couple couple weeks. Um, so I do think that I have it as a best bet at Saints plus three because we're recording this right now when it is three. But if I'm in the market, if you, people listening and they're in the market, um, wait, because once Kamara does get ruled doubtful or out or whatever he is, that line is going to go up. I also like Pete, like the Saints either way. I just would rather have that number above three. So but don't put I haven't put it in anywhere yet. I'm waiting to get that three and a half at least, maybe even four. But I do like the Saints either way to cover. Yeah, you would think that Alvin Kamara, I mean, it's wild how much non-quarterbacks are worth to these spreads, right? Like you would think like Alvin Kamara, like, oh, that'll have to move three points. Nah, nah, it's worth like a point. And, and a lot of times it's baked in as well. I'm on the Saints too. And by the way, I mean, you can, you know, I think I think even with Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara, I mean, I think with Derrick Henry out, people think of the Titans as, you know, maybe they, they don't really have an identity, but this Titan defense is good. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons has been a monster this year. Harold Landry's having an awesome season. He's actually got uh, tied tie for third most sacks in the NFL with nine. Uh, the only two people who have more are T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. 18 quarterback uh, hits. That's fourth most in the NFL and 35 pressures. Only Miles Garrett has more. I mean, this guy's getting off the edge, doing some damage. Bud Dupree having a nice season as well. Kevin, Both of them are banged up, though. I, I believe that um, either mispractice or was limited. So I, from, from what I read, it wasn't a, a sure Denico thing. Nico Autry so. played really well for him. Nico Autry's been awesome. Kevin Byard's having a uh, – I don't know if – Deion Sanders still doesn't know who he is, but he's having a huge season. Um, and the Saints defense much better than people think. So I agree. I think I think it could be a low-scoring game. I want the points. Um, the Saints, by the way, all three of their losses have come against uh, teams with – uh, below 500, and three of their five wins have been against teams above 500, which is just kind of weird. Sean so Payne, man, he gets his team ready in the big games. He does. So, I, yeah, I like the Saints here as well. So, uh, give me the Saints as a best bet, and we'll throw it in the parlay since we've all got the Saints. Um, do we get to? Do we have to take the three, or can we get the whatever the line closes at? No, we're locking it in now on the show. All right, locking Saints, it in. Packers minus three, Saints plus three. Out of the gate, two games. With the parlay, Bills. Bills scored six points against the effing Jaguars. I mean, what a world! They lose six to nine in the Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime game. Uh, now they are minus 12 and a half, actually ticked down to 12 at Caesars, but we'll be betting it at 12 and a half at the New York Jets over under 47 and a half here, Pete. Yeah, and I watched that tape closely the other day, and this is the second game in which. Brian Dable has had a bad plan, really bad plan. The Jaguars are terrible in defense, or they're getting better, but there's no way they should be able to limit them to six points. They had a plan to attack him and blitz him and play coverage behind it, and they rolled a bunch of different things, and they handed the ball off only nine times to the running backs in a 9-6 game. You can't win that way. I'm a pass-first guy, but you got to be able to run the ball. So I'm, I think they respond here. We've heard all week long about how they're going to get the run game going. I think they get the run game going. The Jets are bad on defense. Uh, so I'm going to take 
Buffalo as part of the second leg of my teaser. I don't want to lay that many points. I would, I, if I had to pick the game, I would pick the Bills. But I'm going to tease it down to six to go with my uh, Saints other end of it, getting nine. So I'll take the Saints plus nine, the Bills minus six in my teaser. Two games now with the Buffalo offense not looking right. I, I, I want to say they'll be fine, but we're still waiting for the Chiefs offense to look fine, and that hasn't happened yet. So there's not, I don't think there's any guarantee that the Bills just get it magically turned around. Um, you know, I, I do think they, they should be able to take advantage of this defense that continues to get blasted. The Jets offense somehow has almost 1,000 yards in their last two games, um, So uh, even though the defense is terrible. So I don't know what Robert Sala, you know, defensive genius, is doing there, but it seems like the offense is way ahead of the defense right now. If the Buffalo offense is fundamentally okay, I think Buffalo probably covers, and I think this game gets over, but it's just going to be a stay away for me. I've got the uh, Bills as a best bet here. I, you know, Looking at this game, the Jets have given up 43.3 points per game, 25, 25, 20 plus yard plays, 467 yards per game, and, and have allowed opponents to convert 81.3% of their red zone trips into touchdowns in the last three games. That is obscene how bad that is on defense this is a uh, two things one is pete points out a it's a get right game it's not a must win game because the bills are in good shape but it's a it's sort of a must get right game like if you think if you're going to be the bills and you're going to act like you're a legitimate contender in a, in a season when the chiefs are down and the afc is wide open i mean you got to go in and flex your muscles here and as pete points out they're gonna they should be able to run the ball or at least attempt to run the ball more. And I don't know that it's a Steph Diggs squeaky wheel game because he hasn't been complaining about it. He's been handling it really well. The fact that Cole Beasley is, for some reason, the number one option lately in, in Dable's plans. Uh, but I think it's a it's a let's show off Steph Diggs. He's been doing way too many long, like deep developing routes, 32% or either I think post goes or corners as opposed to 22% from last year. Uh, and then the Bills' defense – Five passing touchdowns allowed, 5.6 yards per attempt, 1,416 pass yards allowed, and 11 interceptions, right? I mean, this is like a combination of Jacoby Brissett, Sam Darnold, and Tim Tebow that they've turned opposing quarterbacks into, and they get my, the legendary Mike White. Uh, I, I got the Bills as the best bet. I think they run up the score in this one. They have been afraid to do it against division division rivals, and you know they, they covered the double digits against the Dolphins, even though it was a sort of a, a joke. Rams minus four at the 49ers on Monday night football over under 49. The debut one would think of Odell Beckham in a Rams uniform. Are you going to, are you going to hop on the OBJ train here, Pete? Well, I really like the Rams until they agreed to terms with o Odell Beckham. Now that <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the Rams are one of those teams that got caught in a bad game. And by the end of it, they looked up and they go, what the hell just happened to us? And I think they'll respond. Uh, Sean McVay is too good a coach not to. The 49ers are dreadful on defense. I mean, just awful. They, they're, and, and offensively, their line has issues. I think Donald's going to feast in this game. Uh, I think this is going to be a dominant performance by the Rams. I will, I will take the Rams as one of my best bets minus the four. San Francisco lost Mike McGlinchey too, and Rams, you know, probably getting Von Miller in this game. So good luck, Jimmy G. You're going to be running for your life, I think, in this one. Um, so the Rams are coming off that embarrassing loss due to bad turnovers. They should be pissed off. They should be up for this game. San Francisco has won four straight against the Rams. I'm sure McVay already had this game circle as a must win, saying I could beat Kyle Shanahan and prove it because um, Kyle Shanahan's had his number the last couple of years. Um, so so I, I'm a strong lean on the Rams. I wanted to wait because it looked like it was going to come down at three and a half uh, before this Odell news. So um, I didn't want to play 
play it at four here and then think that we're going to get three and a half later. So, um, but, it, but now that Odell's, I think probably locked in at four, I don't know if it's going to move. So go ahead and play it at four. If you want home field has meant little this year. The Rams are the far better team uh, than San Francisco. So I think value is on the Rams here. Hmm. Man, I kind of wanted to take the uh, the 49ers, and you guys are scaring me. I mean, not as the best bet, just as a I, – both of these two primetime games, you got you got Raiders plus two and a half. You got division matchups, Raiders plus two and a half, San Francisco plus uh, four on Sunday night and Monday night. I mean, nobody's going to want to bet on the home dogs in these division matchups. I'm uh, – I mean, I the Rams are the better team. The Rams are a much better team. The Rams are coming off a loss. They should be motivated. Um, there's – like you said, there's offensive line woes for the 49ers. I, I just lean towards San Francisco because it feels like it just feels like no one is going to want to be on San Francisco. Everybody's out on San Francisco. Kyle, you can say the Rams are desperate for a win. The 49ers are desperate for a win. I mean, they got to get a win. And as we point out, Sean McVay, or, or Kyle Shanahan's had success against Sean McVay in their past. I'm going to take the 49ers, but I don't really feel great about it. Uh, so that's just a lean for me. Not a best bet. Sorry to ruin putting it in the parlay. The the advanced stats are on your side too. I know the advanced stats love the 49ers still. Well, you know, DVOA and yards per play differential and those type of things. So um they don't pass the eye test for me. I'm kind of on the side with Pete there. I just don't think that they're very good. Um, but uh, but the advanced stats seem to like them. So maybe they'll they'll show that in the second half. They may very well stink. I mean, they just lost to Colt McCoy on the road and sort of a must-win game. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh Falcons at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus nine. Over under 54 and a half. The Cowboys got absolutely smoked by the Broncos last week. Nearly should have been shut out. I mean, the, the two touchdowns were absolute literal garbage time for Dak Prescott. But, but by the way, what are you doing playing him at that point in time? Um, what is he doing? In, I'm, I'm with you 100%. What the hell is he doing in the game? Like he's like, like, CD, he was Lamb like was, CD Lamb went into that game banged up and he's in the game. What are they doing? Yeah, get him out of there. You're the game's over. Like you don't need to. I feel like a lot of times coaches might do that, Pete. And I don't know if you think this theory holds any water, but it's sort of like Mike McCarthy. You know, if you score 16 points or 14 points, it makes the the humiliating loss look less worse. So that's why you leave him in there. I mean, it's just stupid. Or but. to make him feel better about going the next week. Hey, he did yeah. something at the end of the half. I, I don't buy it. I never have. Imagine. Imagine taking him out and then Cooper Rush gets those two touchdowns. And then all of a sudden you have a quarterback controversy. Oh my God, stop Cooper it. Rush playing stop so much it. better than Dak. Stop it, RJ. <laughs> Just stop it. Um, I, look, I think the foul, this is this number's too big. That's why I took it. I, I don't, what do we see from the Cowboys? And I know the Cowboys were banged up a little bit last week, but what do we see from them that would make you think that they're going to lay, they should lay nine points? I know the Falcons are playing back to back road games. Coming off a big division winner, so I'm kind of bucking my trend a little bit. I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think they'll hang around here. Matt Ryan is playing great football, and I'm talking about great football because he, he hasn't had the full complement guys all year, and he's still throwing for good yardage and making good plays. So I, I'm going to take the Falcons plus the nine because I think the number's bloated. Yeah, I'm with you. He shook off a bad day against Carolina to have his best game of the season against the Saints. He's playing really well right now. Dallas fell apart without Tyron Smith. There's no guarantee he's back next week. We'll want to monitor that. And I think if you see any news that he's not going to play, definitely jump on Atlanta at that point. I'm on them right now at plus nine. I think that's too high as well. Dallas has surrendered 28 plus points to Carolina, New England, and Denver. That's not exactly a murderer's row of offenses there. Um, so even if Dallas offense gets right, I think Matt Ryan's going to have plenty of opportunity to backdoor cover with how he's playing right now because of Dallas defense. 
isn't exactly a lockdown defense with those those big point totals are given up against mediocre offenses. So um, I, I plus nine is too many for me. It should be probably seven or so. So I like it as a best bet. Really I quick Dallas, on this one. Yeah. Will, real quick. The last time the Cowboys and Falcons played without Tyron Smith, Adrian Claiborne had six sacks. That's right. Claiborne, it was like the epic Adrian Claiborne out of nowhere game. I, I, that's, I was about to say, like, uh, now the other thing, too, don't sleep on Dan Quinn revenge game. Hmm? Hmm? Yeah. No. He's going to try oh, harder. He knows, he knows Matt Ryan. He's going to coach. Everybody else in the league. Pete, he's going to coach so much harder this week. Like he's going to, he's, he's going to coach so much harder trying to get back at the guys who fired him. Yeah, sure. He is. He, he, he really <laughs> likes, he really likes most of the people other than probably Arthur Blank and he probably, right. knowing Dan Quinn, who might be one of the nicest guys in the league. He probably likes Arthur, Arthur Blank too. Yeah, exactly. Also, also um, looks like, looks like, um, yeah, I didn't mention this. No Randy Gregory. It looks like, I think he suffered an injury in practice. So I'm not going to take a little bit out of the pass rush that maybe could have, could have, uh, took Matt, Meyer, Matt Ryan off his mark a little more. So we'll see. Maybe they have to use Michael Parsons more as a pass rusher. I mean, honestly, I think that, um, my pick for this game will probably come down to whether Tyron Smith plays or not. I mean, like he's that big. A, is, does he make a bigger difference in Dak? He really might be the biggest no. difference. For him. No. I mean, not really. No. It looked like it, your okay. sample size of one game each looked like it the last two okay. weeks. Yeah. Play, play the rest of the season. Ask the Cowboys right now if they'd rather play the rest of the season without Dak or Tyron Smith. I guarantee you it's with Ty, without Tyron with Tyron Smith. And with, I mean, with Dak and not Tyron Smith. He, he makes a bigger difference than Zeke for sure. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, I, ah, man. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Dallas, but I will I will probably change my pick on the site uh, on Friday, depending on whether or not Tyron Smith is ruled out. If he's if he's a game time, then I'll just ride out the Dallas. But I I, like, I, I I something the Falcons are not the Falcons are not very good. I, I know that they got Matt Ryan's playing well. He really is. The, all they have is Pitts and like Amelia Zacharias. Like they, they they need Ridley back. They shouldn't have traded. Uh, there's something. Something I, Dallas has to, and Dallas is if they have Tyron Smith bounces back in a big way on offense here, and I think the defense they I got really beat did, up last week. Dallas they got beat up, physically yeah. beat up. I think the defense will. I really do think the defense will like like win one for Quinn. Just come in and like want to shut down the Falcons for their coach who's who's done a good job this year. So I'll take Dallas, but I don't I don't I don't love it. Um, next up, the. Ugh. Jaguars at Colts. Some of these games suck, man. The first two weeks were incredible. And the last, like, well, the first three or four weeks were great. And, like, the last, like, four or five weeks have just been kind of, ugh. Um, I guess that's life in the this NFL. It's a big game games. for the Colts. Huge game for the Colts. Must win game for Carson. My man, Carson Wentz. Jag uh, Colts are minus 10 and a half. That line has not moved. The total uh, still sitting at 47 and a half. Of course, this game is in Indianapolis. Uh, Pete. Is your man Urban, Urban Myers finding these wins all over the place? Going to find another one in this game? I got two. I got no. He's not going to find a win, but he's going to find a cover. I got two best bets in this game. I I think the Jacksonville defense against the run has been pretty solid this year. They have been, and and I think when you look at the Colts, what do they want to do? All they want to do they want to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball. They they they, they did get the Urban Meyer last week. Right? They got the two fifty and two fifty. They're not going to get really? the Urban Meyer. Yeah, they're not going to get the Urban Meyer in this game. Uh, I don't think they're going to move the ball as well as, as we've seen. I think they'll put it on Carson Wentz. 
And I don't know how good he is. They don't scare anybody down the field. Pittman's the only guy. So I think it's going to be a, a played. And we know the Jaguars can't move the football. They're not good on offense at all. So it's going to be played in the phone booth. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Colts will win the game. But if you're going to give me 10 and a half, I'll take it. And uh, they've all, traditionally played the Colts very well, the Jaguars, even when they've been bad. Uh, and I'll take the under in this game. So I got two best bets, under in Jacksonville, plus the 10 and a half. Their only win last year. Uh, this is the same number Indy just covered against the Jets. And the Jags are, I think, around as bad as the Jets, maybe even as bad. Uh, all four Indy wins have been by double digits. Uh, they should be expected to blow out bad teams at this point, as long as they can avoid stupid wins, turnovers, which isn't a given on any day. That could happen, and he can, he can you know, fall apart at any time. Uh, the Indy defense didn't look great against the Jets, and Jacksonville's defense coming off a massive game. I think there's probably slight value on Jacksonville, but, but you know, I wanted to play Indy based on they just beat a, 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 as good Jets team by 15. I don't know why they couldn't win this one by 15. So I'm just going to stay away from this one. Yeah, I, I would go under if I did anything here. Um, I think I I'm trying to think what I picked for the site. I believe I went with the Jaguars and to, yeah, Indy to win Jaguars to cover again. Don't, all these spreads that are in the 10 and a half, nine, 10 and a half range are just kind of terrifying. I mean, you know, it's, it's begging you to take the Jaguars here. I feel like, but they do, they do keep it close. If they, for me, this all depends on will Frank Wright come into this game and try and like let Carson Wentz air it out early. Cause if he does that, they can light the Jaguars up and force Trevor Lawrence into dropping back a ton and trying to come back. I tend to think that Frank Reich will be a little stubborn and try to come into this game and run the football a lot with Jonathan Taylor and maybe some Naheem Hines mixed in there as well, Marlon Mack, and, and just won't get uh, won't get any traction there because, as Pete points out, the Jaguars are good against the run. So are the Colts. And so the under is the, the direction I would look. If I, if, I were, uh, if I were forced to bet this, I would take the Jaguars plus the 10.5. Uh, Pete, I think we're – oh, look at that. Tony Pritchard says – Adrian Claiborne would have had 50 sacks against Pete Prisco. Would have paid to see that in person. Oh, 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 oh high, down hard. I might have done something dirty before that happened. <laughs> Lord, like what? Um, chop, chop the backside of the leg or something. <laughs> Pete, Pete Twisted his ankle like Mac Jones. Yeah. Something um, along those lines. All right, Pete, you're, uh, you're free to go. You, uh, you, you got through your we best got- bets. I want to hear uh, – you guys will tell me later on. we got to get one more um, pick for the parlay. So oh, you yeah. guys decide it. You guys decide it, and uh, I'll, I'm off. I think this is the week we're winning it, by the way. I think so, too. Um, RJ, is there anything that stood out to you for a possible – We haven't market? talked about yet. Give me your – how, how about Jacksonville Indy Under? Duh. I don't think RJ likes it. I don't love it. Um, but if you guys no. want to play, I mean, I'm not great at total. No, so no, if you guys no, really no, want to play, pick that. something, pick something coming up in your picks. And, and I'll, all right, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll look at what you've got on the site and we'll find okay. something that matches up. Okay. All right. All right. See all right, guys. Pete. See you, buddy. Oh, you know, sometimes it's nice to feel so, you know, you know, they say, RJ, look good, feel good, play good. Got to dress for success. And uh, our folks, our guys at Indochino, our guys and gals at Indochino, have some of the best-looking custom clothes on the planet. You can 
two ways, by the way. You can go to Nordstrom's. They're all locked into these Nordstrom's now. If you like, if you prefer getting measured in the store, you know, getting out of your house, seeing people, uh, engaging with other human beings, and and actually, you know, trying on the shirt, getting it custom fit, and all of that, you can do that at Nordstrom's. But if you're like me, if you're a recluse who needs lots of collared shirts and and for, for the billion videos we do uh, every day and every week, and you prefer not to engage with people and you don't like to talk to people, you, Intertutor's site is unbelievable because you can go on there and it walks you through step by step every single measurement uh, to make sure you get the perfectly custom fitted shirt. You measure yourself at home, you get your shoulders, you get your waist, you get you know, every, any, anything, custom suit, however you want to do it, right? I mean, you get your arm length, you get like, RJ, he was so excited about shirts that he just left. He, us. he went. He went to go buy one right now. He just said, he, "I gotta stop, he hop stop in this the car ad. and run to Nordstrom's." Uh-oh. I think he's going buying shirts right now. That's amazing. So Stick I guess we're gonna get him everything. back in a little bit. I was flipping through the uh, Pete's picks and Brinson's picks and matching them up. I think I got a good, good uh, parlay pick for us as the, the third pick that they both matched on. I didn't make it a best bet. I was gonna make it a best bet. I wanted to tease it instead, but I'm definitely gonna gonna play it as a best bet at some point. Measurements I didn't even know that I needed to have. Uh, but in all seriousness, there's like a ton of measurements to make sure you get the perfectly custom fitted clothes. I found it to be like, I mean, and like normally that sort of thing where you're trying to do it online would be overwhelming, but I found it to be easy, simple. You're able to get all those measurements plugged in and you get your custom, uh, custom measurements, your custom shirt, perfectly fitted. I'm not going to lie again, a few LBs during the, uh, the old pandemic. And, uh, so I needed some new shirts, tried them on the Indochino shirts. Fantastic. And now. For our audience, we have a little deal for you because it's good prices too, by the way. They're, the suits start at like $2.99 and search from $45 with all those customizations included. Like the prices are already great. And you can get away from video calls. Get away from the video calls and get back into looking and feeling amazing. Indochino's Black Friday event runs from November 8th. It's on right now through the 29th. You can save even more and get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more by using promo code PICK6, P-I-C-K-S-I-X, at Indochino.com. That's $50 off a purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com, promo code PICK6. And that's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code PICK6, P-I-C-K-S-I-X. Yeah, I guess I should know that when it has the dashes through the letters, I'm supposed to read those letters, huh? That's what I'm uh, here for. Thanks, Steve. You're the best. Um, by the way, my wife's thrilled that you followed her back on Twitter. Absolutely thrilled. I, don't, I actually don't think she knows, which is kind of funny. Uh, so, Pete's gone. Let's get into the rest of our best bets. Lions at the Steelers, RJ. Steelers are minus nine in the spot. The over-under, a robust 42 and a half. This is ugly. Last week was ugly dog week. It's going to be ugly dog week again. I got a best bet on the Lions plus nine. I can make zero case for them being a solid team at this point. They've had two weeks to prepare for this against a team that just played on Monday Night Football. That's a big gap in rest, in in preparation. And um, Steelers just didn't look that good. Winless teams this late in the season tend to have value on inflated spreads. Uh, it, people think that they're just never going to win a game. And you can get a little point or two of value here. Uh, Lions activated Taylor Decker during the bye. He's going to give the offensive line some help, so that's good. Chase Claypool's injury makes the Pittsburgh offense easier to defend. Limits are scoring upside. They don't have a ton of guys to pass to. Um, so I love fading Pittsburgh as huge favors in general. Haven't won by more than one score yet this year. This feels like a great spot for uh, Lions to come and get an ugly cover like they had 
against the Ravens like they had against the Vikings, one team that's definitely better than the Steelers team and, and Vikings. I guess you can make an argument that they're better too, but a plus nine is just too many. Love the Lions as a best bet. The, uh, the last time the Steelers hosted the Lions and didn't win, 1959. The game ended in a 10-10 tie. Johnny Unitas was the NFL MVP that season and rookie head coach for uh, I think the Green Bay Packers. This guy named Vince Lombardi actually won a Coach of the Year award. Not the, not too shabby. So that was a long, long time ago. Uh, the Steelers are, have won five straight meetings. They were 13-2 against the Lions in the Super Bowl era. Uh, and if it's, it's our, our research team just cruelly was crapping on the Lions because they put together a franchise comparison in the Super Bowl era. The Steelers have had three head coaches, whereas the Lions have had 18. The Steelers have 503 wins, the Lions 347, 36 playoff wins for the Steelers, one for the Lions, eight Super Bowl appearances for uh, Pittsburgh, zero for Detroit. Actually, I'm not sure if it's three. I think it's three coaches, right? But Chuck Knoll. Mm-hmm. Bill Cower and Mike Tomlin, right? That's it. Right. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree with you on taking Detroit. Ryan Wilson has been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and really years and years about how Detroit loved every year. I mean, Mike Tomlin's a Hall of Fame coach, but every year there's a game where they just kind of get snuck on. And it looked like that game might have been – they wasn't Chicago because it felt like they were taking care of business, and it was on the road too, so a little bit different vibe. Um, obviously, they didn't cover against, in that game, but they did win. I think it's the same thing where Pittsburgh just won't score a lot of points. So Najee, this is where they feed Najee Harris. We're going to see some, some Benny Snell, and they don't want to have to throw a lot with Ben. Coming out of the bye, Dan Campbell knows he's got to just get maximum effort from his team to try and win one because they're, they're – They've been so close, and at some point, it's just going to wear off. I think it's a good spot for uh, for the Lions as well. So I would lean towards the Lions. Do you think Pete takes the Lions here? No, I looked at his picks when when you when you were gone. You were reading that, um, so he liked Pittsburgh. Um, so I, I the one thing I didn't check is whether um, Steelers team MVP Tony Corrente is going to be refereeing this game. So <laughs> uh, as long as he's not the ref, I like the terrain. What an unbelievable joke that was. Uh, Vikings at the Chargers. Chargers minus three over under 53, RJ. Yeah, at three, I got a best bet on the Vikings. At two and a half, I might lean Chargers. I mean, I just ah. think this game is right in the three. Uh, Minnesota wants to run the ball. They can do so against the league's worst rush D in this matchup. Uh, Minnesota's defense, though, has been awful the last few weeks. They let Baltimore hold the ball for more than 46 minutes. That was, I believe, the uh, 11th most time of possession a team has had since the stat head database goes back to whatever it is like 1983 or whatever. Um, so uh, the defense just couldn't get off the field. Um, I think the chargers talent wise are a better team, but actually with both of these teams, I have zero clue which team I'm getting every week, week in and week out. It could be the bad team, the good team. You just don't know. Um, the one thing that pushed me to make Vikings the best bet is that the chargers defense dealing with several, several injuries at cornerback. They had a, a guy filling in with his first start. Last week, he tore his ACL. So, I mean, you're, now you're going even further down the depth chart at cornerback. Um, it feels like Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen could have a big day. And you couple that with a running game that I don't think is going to get stopped by this this bad Chargers rush defense. Um, that this game could go over as long as Justin Herbert's going off as well. And he probably will against this Vikings defense. But uh, plus three, I think the Vikings are, are going to cover that. I, it looks like the market might want to move to three and a half at some point. So, you can see here on our, our screen, the Chargers are minus three, minus 115, while the Vikings are plus three, minus minus 105 and I've seen even a little bit higher juice. So kind of waiting to get in three and a half into the three and a half business here and take the Vikings. Cause I think they cover that. I, I think this game is going to be a shootout and neither one of these teams 
likes to finish off other teams, you know, in terms of like closing them out and, and, and not letting them back in the door. You know what I mean? Like we saw with the Eagles and the, and the chargers, I mean, the chargers are going to make everything hard. Everything's going to be close. And the Vikings, I, I think five of their nine games, maybe six of their nine games have come down to the final play, which is just wild. They're, they're gonna, and I like the over here as a best bet. And here, and here's why I think both teams will will want to run and try to run, but eventually they're going to get some shot plays. You're going to see the Chargers move the ball down the field. And when the, and I say it every week, but the Vikings like to elevate their, uh, like elevate their opponent's uh, play total because of they're, they're going to try and stack the box, prevent the Chargers from running. Uh, they'll go up top over the Vikings defense, which is banged up already. Um, and we're going to see a bunch of plays. This is going to be my favorite uh, my favorite game in DFS to stack. Total of 53 makes a lot of sense. I, you know, I'll have, I think I'll probably have Herbert go into Keenan Allen, who's really seen his target share jump back up, and then play it back with Justin Jefferson, uh, who is, so, is kind of in line for a squeaky wheel game. They've been talking about how his nine targets over two games is just not, not acceptable. So I think he's due for an explosion spot at some point. Uh, I like the Chargers here, but I prefer the over as a best bet. The Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. The Chiefs somehow five and four, just right there in the mix, two games back. Uh, they are headed to Las Vegas where they will play the Raiders. Chiefs minus two and a half over under 51 and a half. Yeah, this is going to be our third parlay game because you and Pete match up on your picks on the site, and I like it too. I just think it's going to move to three. So I, I what I did is I threw it in a teaser. So I got Vegas plus eight and a half on a teaser. I think this line is way off unless this is the week that Kansas city fixes everything. But I don't know how you can say that this is going to be definitely going to be the week when it hasn't been the last six, seven weeks, whatever it's been. Um, so Vegas outplayed giants for the most part last week, they lost on stupid turnovers. They lost on that pick six. Um, but that's not the type of loss where I think you can call Vegas frauds, but that's kind of what this line is doing. They're saying the Raiders aren't legit and the chiefs are going to get a turn around here with the chiefs being two and a half point road favorites in this game. The chiefs defense has looked better um, lately, but it's largely against poor offenses. Vegas is top 10 in yards per play, so I think they might have a little more success than some of the last few teams have. And the uh, Vegas defense is second in net yards per pass attempt, uh, so you would want to run the ball on that type of team, but Kansas City's not going to come out and just run the ball. We know that, that Patrick Mahomes wants to keep chucking it and keep moving the ball with the pass. So um, I think they're going to get to th- Vegas is going to get to three at some point. I'm going to play them as, as a best bet and, and get them as in as a play at three um, when that happens. But for now, uh, teaser up to plus eight and a half. First leg of the teaser is the way I'm, I'm playing it on this, this podcast. Yeah, I, I don't have a uh, – I don't think I had a best bet. No, I don't have a best bet on this game. But I, I do like the Raiders. And I know, man, the Chiefs, like, are they going to are they gonna wake up and go nuts? To, am I crazy for liking Patrick Mahomes to win MVP at, at 60-1 to 1 or 70-1 to 1 or 80-1 to 1 or whatever else you can find at 61 on Caesars? I think it's going to be hard for him to win at this point because now he has the narrative of a whole first half of the season where he hasn't played well. Even if his numbers look at it at the end of the year, be like the Chiefs were not the Chiefs for a whole half of the year. So it's hard to give that guy an MVP. Yeah, probably. I it, it does. It feels different. It's like it's it feels stupid after a half full half a season to keep suggesting that all right the Chiefs are going to get right. Like they're going to flip the switch at some point. It's going to happen, and and it just keeps not happening. But. I don't know. I, I, I'm terrified to take the, the Raiders here, but this is a huge, like this is a spot that we've seen Derek Carr and company and, and obviously John Gruden, not there anymore. Uh, get up for, I'm a little worried about, you know, uh, uh, clearly there are bigger issues with the loss of Henry Ruggs than um, the, than the, you know, what the Raiders lose on the field. But I mean, that is a big component to what they were doing on offense. He was, you know, playing well. Uh, they, they, 
it's this is just a, a big big spot. If this were a, if this were a four p.m. game, I think that I would take the Chiefs. But because it's that Sunday night football, as well as Mahomes plays, everybody's going to be on the Chiefs. The the Raiders know that if they win this game, they really solidify their their playoff standing and can and can potentially you know push the Chiefs further down in the, into the basement where the you know maybe the Chiefs don't make the playoffs and that makes life easier for anybody who gets into the, the postseason. Uh, I would lean towards the over as well here. Uh, I have the Raiders as a uh, pick on the site, but don't have a best bet on the game. Browns at the so Patriots. The par- par- parlay though, right? That's our third leg of our parlay. You think Pete, does Pete have the Raiders? Pete, Pete has them on the site too. And I would have them, but I think it's going to go to three. So, All right, let's do it. There, there it Mark is. It we got uh, Saints plus three, Packers minus three, and Raiders plus two and a half. Hmm. So we'd like to get that three for the Raiders. Obviously, if you're betting the parlay, try to get try to get that three. Browns at the Patriots. Patriots minus two and a half over under 45. This line has jumped all over the place, RJ. It got down to like almost maybe even a pick them. Maybe Patriots minus one. Open to Pats minus three. Has climbed right back up. Got to Pats minus uh, minus three. And now is, uh, has settled in at Pats minus two and a half. Well, you can understand because now Nick Chubb, it looks like he's not playing. So, of course, that line has to shoot back up because we've seen the rush offense fall apart without Nick Chubb. You know, Dearness Johnson came in that one game and did absolutely nothing except win a lot of fantasy leagues for anybody who scooped him up and started him. So I think they're going to be just fine. Um, I don't think that Nick Chubb really affects the line that much. So um, if you liked the Browns at, at, as it was going down, you should still like them now. Um, I think Cleveland was a bit fortunate to score 41 against the Bengals. They only had 14 first downs versus 25 for Cincinnati. Bill, Bill Belichick isn't going to let his defense give up those explosive plays. They had three plays of 60-plus yards, including the, the pick six. Um, so it's really going to be on the Browns to sustain drives in this one because I don't think they're going to get those, those huge plays. Um, the Cleveland defense coming off a great game and ranked second in yards per attempt allowed. So the Patriots need to run as well. But, you know, we're, we're saying I think the, the Nick Chubb uh, news is what's moved this line, but nobody really cares that – Damian Harris has a concussion. He, we don't know if he's going to play. Ramondre Stevenson has a concussion. He has some practice. So it might be, you know, Brandon Bolden and J.J. Taylor running the ball uh, in a game where they need to run to win. So I think the New England defense is certainly going to find a way to limit Cleveland's run game. Force Mayfield to win with his arm. Probably going to be a low-scoring game. I liked it as under 45. I put that in on the uh, the sports line site. But this feels like Cleveland games the previous two weeks or the New England game last week. Low-scoring rock fight. That's why I'm teasing this up. This is the second leg of my teaser. Put the Browns up to 8.5. Tear it, pair it with the Raiders plus eight and a half. I don't think either one of those games get out of hand, really. Yeah, I I would agree on that on the under there. That's a good look. Um, the, you know, we just we're talking about Dearness Johnson and Brandon Bolden potentially being the primary running backs on two teams that primarily want to run the football. Cleveland's run defense has been really good. Miles Garrett, of course, playing excellent football. Um, yeah, I think Belichick will want to limit uh, the uh, you know any exposure, limit the dropback exposures. For, for Mac Jones in this game, I want to say that the weather might be a factor too. Let me look this up. Sunday, high of 52. Eh, not too bad. I mean, just some, some mild winds and nah, not really a chance of rain. If the weather shifts at all, it looks like it's going to rain a lot on uh, Thursday, Friday, or Friday and Saturday in New England. If the weather, and, and Monday, it looks like it could be, you know, I guess that's rain, not snowfall. So, you know, Sunday is currently tracking as a good forecast, but if that shifts at all, that would make it an even more of an under game. I think um, we're just not going to just going to run the ball. Both teams are going to run the ball, minimize ex- exposure for the quarterbacks against defenses that can, uh, you know, wreak havoc. And 
I don't think we see a lot of scoring. I've got New England. I'm just sort of a believer in, in what the Pats are, are, are turning this thing into. It feels like a 2001 Pats team uh, with a young quarterback making plays. You got rushing the football. You've got uh, you know this no-name sort of defense where guys are coming on. Christian Barmore's playing his tail off as a you know should probably deserve defensive rookie of the year consideration. Um, so I, I like the Pats here, but I don't I don't think they'll cover a huge number. I, that's a, I think the teaser move is a good play. Eagles at the Broncos. Broncos minus two and a half over under 45 is actually ticked up a little bit. Denver's getting some steam there. Two and a half minus 115 at Caesars right now. And the uh, the total up to 45 and a half, RJ. Yeah, it looks like people are expecting some points in this one. Philly's offense has played well the last two weeks due, due to the run game versus against awful run defenses. Um, Denver ranks 11th in yards per rush, only gave up 78 rush yards to Dallas, though, so I don't know if Philly offense is going to have success just running the ball. Denver's felt like an overrated team the, for over the first two months, and I, I you know, I said it before during that stretch where they were beating awful teams, um, but last week was a statement win. I mean, you can't you can't say take anything away from them for that win, especially after uh, trading away Von Miller, and to come out look like that was, was pretty awesome for them. Uh, my problem with them, though, I was getting ready to go to Denver and lean to Denver. Um, I'm leaning to Philly, though. Denver's going to have to overcome some offensive line injuries. Garrett Bowles might not be back for this game. Uh, they lost Glasgow. They lost Bobby Massey. They're both out. So that's a lot of, of shuffling on that offensive line to deal with a pretty good Eagles front. I know it hasn't been a great year for the Eagles, but that, that that's a pretty imposing front when you got to handle guys like Fletcher Cox and uh, those guys up front. So I like the Denver coaching staff all better than the Philly coaching staff. So if it's a close game, I think that makes the difference. But uh, right now, I think Philly might just be a little bit more fortunate with these injuries and take advantage of that that injury issue for Denver. Um, yeah. Sorry, I spotted a weird comment in the old YouTubes. Um, the uh, I, I got the under here at 45. The Eagles have dramatically shifted over the last couple of weeks into a really run-heavy team. Now, not to say that they're like great at it or anything, and you know, part of that is going up against the Chargers, who are a run funnel, and and you know, you see that happen a ton. I just expect a lot of conservative play calling when you've got Teddy Bridgewater on one side and you have, you know, Jalen Hurts going up against a defense that just showed out in a big way against the Cowboys. My lean is to Philly. I, I picked them on the site, you know, think it's sort of a like a letdown spot for Denver. They, you know, they get all amped up after the Von Miller trades and open their eyes. They go into Dallas. They shut down the Cowboys. Everybody's piped, you know, pumped up about the the Broncos. And you get a little bit of an overreaction there. I think Philly will uh, keep it close and maybe win the game. Clearly you want to get three rather than two and a half if you can. Uh, I will take a best bet on the under. Panthers at the Cardinals. Cardinals minus 10 and a half. Over under 44. I don't think we know whether Kyler is going to play, right? Yeah, I don't think we know yet. And it's hard to know what to do until we know if he's playing. Even after last week's surprise win, I wouldn't take that win as indicative of, of they're going to be fine. Um, Carolina's offense is posted less than 200 net passing yards in five straight, though. Something must change. And it looks like they finally identified it uh, because they brought in Matt Barkley. And so they signed Matt Barkley. And, and uh, they, 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 they Okay, just run run over my joke, for instance. Thank, oh, you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Um, no, yeah, Cam, Cam's going to be a good good fit. I don't think he's going to play this week. I don't think he's going to be big into the the uh, the game plan this week. So probably going to be a P.J. Walker game. He hasn't looked good. Um, Carolina's defense, though, has been mostly great this year, minus the Dallas and Minnesota games. They're not getting any help from the offense. 
it feels like coach of the year is Kingsbury to lose, especially if Kyler doesn't play and they roll in this one. Um, but you know, maybe Mike Grable gets the number one seed without Derrick Henry and people, people vote for him. So going to be a good fight there, but you know, this number is too high right now to, to know how to play without Kyler. Um, I wouldn't want to back the Packers with P, the Panthers with PJ Walker, um, just the way he's looked. Um, Cause that Cardinals defense, I think probably win this game running away if they have to. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. It's, it's, it all depends on Kyler. I mean, Cam Newton, uh, Matt Rule said P.J. Walker is going to start. Cam Newton is probably not going to play in this game. Um, you know, look, the Panthers' offense is a disaster. I mean, a, a hot mess. People are concerned about their jobs as a result of how bad it's been. And, you know, they basically may have brought in uh, Cam Newton just to paper over the fact that they gave up a second-round pick for Sam Darnold. I mean, I cannot confirm or deny that. Uh, the... I'll take the Panthers plus the 10 and a half just because it's too much. And I think that I could see the Cardinals saying, let's sit Kyler. We can win this game without him and he needs to get healthy, but I don't feel good about it and wouldn't want to make the bet until we know about whether or not Kyler is playing. I think that line is a little bit of a protection spot too, for the books where they, you know, like with no Kyler, is it seven, six? Uh, they let, I think they let the market determine because they determined last, last week that it should move a bunch and it didn't matter. And so I don't, I don't know that anybody's going to be rushing to, to grab the Panthers with PJ Walker. Um, you know, in, in, you know, it's a little bit different situation than what we had with the 49ers last week. Um, so especially after Colt McCoy looked fine. So, you know, I think they probably don't even remove it. They just leave it up and let people do what they're going to do and, and, and think that go ahead and grab the Panthers. If you want, we'll be fine giving you plus 10 and a half plus 10 plus nine and a half and uh, figuring that Arizona is going to come out and win this game. <laughs> Tony Pritchard says that the Matt, the Matt Barkley joke went over my, over my head faster than my hairpiece in a windstorm. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Finally, Bucks minus nine and a half at the WFTs. Buccaneers coming off of their uh, bye. This is the actual matchup, the actual rematch uh, from that playoff game where uh, Taylor Heineke uh, started against Tom Brady and nearly took down Tom Brady. The really the biggest test that the the I guess the Packers team was really close too, but um, you know it was a surprising test from the Washington football team against Tom Brady and the Bucks in the playoffs. Will they, as nine and a half point favorites at home, be able to test Tom Brady in this game, RJ? And Tom Brady, you know, has circled this game, was ready to play this game ever since. He doesn't like those up-and-coming young quarterbacks that, that make their mark on the league and establish themselves as uh, the next Tom, Tom Brady. So I'm sure he's wanted to get his licks in on. Now, I don't think it really matters. The weird thing to me is that the line moved two points off the look-ahead of Tampa and a seven-and-a-half, and neither team played. Buckner's coming off their bye, Washington coming off their bye. So why is the line moving, you know, okay. two points? Uh, uh, maybe it's because they expected better health from the Bucks offense, but now it looks like uh, whatever Antonio Brown caught, has uh, Chris Godwin caught because he might not play. So um, we'll those see who plays. Towards, those guys trending towards really like legitimately not playing. Mike Evans, like like potential explosion spot for Mike Evans. No guarantee Gronk comes back in this game. Um, Scott Miller might not play. So it might be like the Tyler Johnson and Mike Evans show and then uh, OJ Howard. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, I should want to play Washington and fade that, that weird move. But their defense is 32nd in points per drive. And with two weeks to prepare, Tom Brady's offense might score 50. I don't care who's playing receiver. You and me can play receiver. Um, and, and he might be able to do that. So is Washington going to keep up with that? I mean, Tampa's defense should be healthier coming out of the bye, too. They were dealing with injuries before the bye. Um, if if I knew we could count on this Washington defense, maybe this would be a game. And I like Washington. I, I'm not going to want to play it at 9.5, so I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, I, I, I've I gone back and forth on this one a bunch because Tampa – I mean, Tampa can – 
just absolutely destroy somebody if they feel like it. And, but I, I sort of wonder that I sort of wonder if Tom Brady is necessarily going to want to throw a ton without his top weapons, you know, like you can get some valuable reps for Tyler Johnson and um, you know, these other these tight ends down the line and all that. But um, I, I could see a situation where they want to score early, score often, and then just pound the ball with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones and try to, you know, get out of Dodge with a win and gear up for the back half of their schedule. Cause you, you, you don't want to suffer any more injuries on that offense, uh, you know, with, with those guys already banged up because then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're, you're really shorthanded heading into the meteor schedule where you got all these division games, Washington just isn't very good. I mean, they you know, sure off the bye, maybe they'll cook some stuff up. Uh, I don't think it's a look ahead spot for Ron Rivera going back to Carolina, but I mean, certainly, you know, that's a, that feels like a more winnable game in Charlotte than, than this one does in, at home against Tampa Bay. I think I ended up going with, um, yeah, I think I just took Tampa Bay to cover just because I don't trust Washington to come back at all. And I think Tampa, Tampa, you know, with the way Bruce Arians and Tom Brady play, while I don't think they will, they are not afraid to keep scoring. So I, I'd rather bank on the Bucks offense continuing to score than banking on Washington having to come through the back door. So I went in that direction with my pick, but certainly not a best bet. All right, let's recap it all and get out of here. The won't hit, can't win parlay. Packers minus three, Saints minus three, Raiders plus two and a half. Pete Prisco's best bets. Saints plus three. Saints plus three, excuse me. Oh, Saints plus three. That was a typo from Debo. Uh, Fixed. Pete Prisco's best bets. He has a teaser on the Saints plus nine and the Bills minus six and a half. He has the Falcons plus nine, the Packers minus three, Rams minus four, Jaguars plus ten and a half, and the Jaguars Colts under 40 seven and a half RJ's best bets. The Atlanta Falcons plus nine New Orleans plus three Detroit plus nine Minnesota plus three and a teaser with Las Vegas and Cleveland, both to eight and a half and my best bets. The bills minus 12 and a half, the saints plus three, the Vikings and the chargers over 53 the Eagles and the Broncos under 45 and the Cowboys and the Falcons under 54 and a half. It's a little light slate for me. Five games. Big slate for old Pete Prisco. Somebody creeped into my office while I was reading that. I can't tell it was my wife or my son. Scared the crap out of me though. Um, I hope it was somebody in my family. Uh, anyway. If it was uh, uh, OBJ. Looking on OBJ. Hello, Adele. Report, report some details on his, uh, his deal. Yeah, right? Um, all right. That'll do it for us. That's it for the pick show, the best bet show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Smash that like button before you get out of here. For RJ and Pete, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. On May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus.